Now, right, oh, Grandad, you pop upstairs and get the floorboards up. Now, you know what you're doing, don't you? Don't you worry, Jill. Leave it to me. Right. Oh, it's a craftsman. Wait, Grandad, do you want a jemmy? <laughs> no, had one before we left. <laughs> Why does he have to remove the floorboards? What is this? The International Year of the Wally Brain or something? <laughs> Listen, my good man. How do you think that that great big heavy chandelier stays up there on that ceiling, eh? It is not by the power of prayer or double-sided sticky tape. There is a long threaded bolt through that chandelier. It goes through a wooden joist and is held in position by a locking nut. Now, in order to undo the locking nut, you must first lift up the floorboards. Oh, dear de jour? We learn something new every day. Mm. If you need me, I shall be round at the garages. Right. Here, while you're there, give the van a wash, will you? <laughs> ah, talking of Wally brains. Hey, Come on. Oi, what's that? <laughs> I mean, this is terrific, isn't it? What? His lordship's nowhere to be seen, and now even the butler's having a moody. Do you reckon we're going to get paid? Look, his lordship is away on holiday. He'll pay us when he gets back. Now, come on. Get these ladders up. Yeah, you never know. Might be in for a bonus. Oh, yeah. Perhaps he might bring us back a nice stick of rock each, eh? Well, just shut up moaning, will ya? Oi, Grandad, how you doing? All right, dear boy. Oh, found it, Dill. Yeah, I see he's found a nut. I told you we could trust him. Right, come on, get this out. I'm starting to undo it. No! Go on, Benny, we ain't even up the ladders yet. Granddad, don't you touch nothing till we tell you! <laughs> Come on, you better get up there. Right, Rodney, is anything you want? Yeah, I want to go home. <laughs> that is all right. Look, this is the chance I've been waiting for. Now, don't let me down, Rodney, now, don't let me down. All right? All right, Granddad, we're ready. You can start undoing it now. He's coming, Dill boy. <laughs> One more turn, Dill. Right. Now brace yourself, Rodney. Brace yourself. This year's Special Recognition Award goes to Mr. David Tennant. I didn't get stuck in traffic. Um, this is very an out-of-body experience. Um, ah, 
So much of tonight now makes sense. All those people lying to me. Um, uh, oh, I, I mean, I grew up loving, loving the telly, so... Thank you. <laughs> uh, so the fact, the fact that I get to make a part of my living by being on the telly is something I have to pinch myself about. To get prizes for it, it just it doesn't compute. Um, I think that as tonight proves TV and TV drama in particular, I think is in the midst of a real golden time and just to be the tiniest little cog in that is something I'm, I'm, I'm terribly proud of. But I'm, I'm just a hired hand, so anything I've achieved is because talented and clever people have been talented and clever enough to give me jobs. So to any of them, David Blair gave me my first big telly job, Russell T. Davis, Julie Gardner, obviously, uh, Chris Chibnall and Jane Featherston. I've started a list. Don't do a list, I'll go on forever. Um, anyone who's ever given me a shot, thank you very much. And anyone, anyone who's ever let me into their living room on the telly, I'm, it's a real honor and a privilege to get to do that, so thank you. Uh, and all the wonderful actors I've got, all those people on that film, making me weep. Uh, all those wonderful people that I, I, oh man. Who have I got to thank? There must be some people I should thank. Uh, uh, I'd like to thank Sarah Camlet, Paul Lyne Maris, Harriet Robinson, Jonathan Altaraz, Dougie Steven, Nancy, Billy, Brian, and Jeremy. They're all the people who are or have been my agent, so thank you to all of them. Uh, oh, I don't know what else to say. Obviously, I've got to thank my wonderful family, my amazing wife who has lied to me about tonight. Uh, but Georgia and Ty and Olive and Wilfred, who make everything possible, um, but much more importantly, make everything worthwhile. Thank you, I love you very much. Um, and seeing as he was on that film and didn't tell me, I would like to dedicate this to my dad. Um, he's an inspiration and a role model, so thanks, Sandy, and thank you, everyone. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Welcome to Actor and Actress Spotlight, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for looking at different actors and actresses in entertainment. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm here to talk about two very very big actors, two of probably the greatest, well some of the greatest British actors of all time, um, David Tennant and Sir David Jason of course. I uh, can't wait to do this, these are two really really great actors, two actors that I really admire a lot, two actors that have won some awards, one of which has got a knighthood. Um, and that sort of thing, so yeah, in terms of like acting caliber, you really don't get that much bigger than these two, uh, in terms of quality, in terms of just never giving a bad performance, um, and just pure British acting talent, I think, uh, you know, there, there's other great British actors out there, sure, but, uh, these are two of the best, um, and, uh, so yeah, David Tennant, of course, let's read out, uh, some information about him. 
David John Tennant, uh, born 18th of April 1971, uh, is a Scottish actor. He played the roles of uh, the 10th incarnation, of course, of the Doctor in the BBC sci-fi series Doctor Who, which is, I would say, probably what he's most known for, if you were to pick out from, from that. Doctor Who, 2005 to 2010. Gosh, that was 10 years ago that he finished. Uh, Guillermo Casavano in the BBC comedy drama uh, serial... Um, serial. Uh, Casanova 2005, uh, Barty Crouch Jr. in the fantasy film um, Harry Potter, I forgot it was in Harry Potter, and The Goblet of Fire 2005, which was, gosh, 15 years ago. Um, D.I. Alec Hardy in the RTV crime drama series Broadchurch uh, from 2013 to 17. Did that skip a year or something? Because that only had three seasons. Um, Broadchurch, yeah. Uh, and Kilgrave in the Netflix superhero series, uh, Jessica Jones, uh, 2015 to 19. Again, I think that skipped. Because uh, they did go every other year, didn't they, with uh, the Marvel stuff and that sort of thing. Of course, they're all gone now. We shall see if they come back, but uh, we're not going to talk about that today. Uh, Tennant uh, has also worked extensively as a voice actor and in theatre, including a portrayal of the title character in a 2008 production of Hamlet. And the voice of Scrooge McDuck in DuckTales. Didn't know that he was in that. Uh, 2017 to present. That's the, the uh, Disney series, isn't it? The animated series. Uh, in 2015, he received the National Television Award for Special Recognition. Which I was... I remember that happening. I, I was uh, really, really happy to uh, see that happen to him. So, yeah. Um, caliber of actor. Caliber of work. Never done a bad performance in his life. At least not from what I've seen. Um, constantly gives it his all. Uh, he's also in uh, Dead Waterfell as well, which has run about two episodes. I talked about uh, spoiler free the first episode uh, in a recent TV talk, so go and listen to that if you want to. Uh, so yeah, like I said, probably one of the highest caliber of of British actors alive, and for, also from like past and present and stuff, things like that. Um, yeah, so I think probably I mean there's so many good performances you could pick from here, isn't there? The Doctor. Um, the, the detective from uh, Broadchurch, he did a really good job in. Kilgrave, he did a really good job in. Uh, he's also doing a good job in uh, Deadwater Fell at the moment. Um, so, probably his most popular, I would I would probably say Doctor Who. He was probably the best Doctor, at least in my eyes. I haven't seen you know, a lot of the old ones, but uh, at, le- at least from modern day, he's probably the uh, the best one so far, and including Jodie uh, Coma, uh, Jodie uh, Whittaker as well. Uh, I think he's probably the best out of all those. Um, his best performance, gosh, it's actually hard to pick for. I think I would maybe have to go with Kilgrave. Um, that constant kind of intensity that that character required. Now I didn't know anything about Jessica Jones or Kilgrave or anything, anything of that property. Property um, before the show started, it was a case of okay, I'll, I'll watch this show. I'll let the show tell me who these people are and what the, what they do and all that sort of thing. So I didn't really know anything about Jessica Jones. Uh, out of the defenders themselves, I probably knew the most about Daredevil, uh, but he's probably the most popular aside from maybe, you know, Luke Cage possibly. Um, but just yeah, the level of intensity that character sort of requires, um, and the sort of there's a side to him where he tries to be kind of evilly comedic, if that's a word. <laughs> um, but because uh, he tries to be funny but in an evil way in certain points and then there's points where like you know he's really serious and he's in he's killing people um but yeah i think that's probably I, I remember watching him doing that performance and I'll, I'll always try to you know remember that performance and everything that, that he did and kind of think okay this it, you know in the moment it's it's easy to be like this is the best but um 
and I'm not saying that like he did a better job with Kilgrave than he did with Doctor Who. I think he did an equal job with with everything that he's done really. But um, yeah, his, his he just kind of notched up a took it up a notch in terms of what he needed to do from that performance. Also, it's a villain performance as well, so you need to be a little bit different in that as well. Uh, you know, the Doctor is a completely sort of you know I don't use guns, I don't use any you know most weapons that sort of thing. The Doctor uses some. You know, tools, gadgets, that sort of thing, obviously. But, uh, you know, to switch from that to something where, like, um, he's... Because Kilgrave's power, for those of you who might not know or might not remember or whatever, I think it was where he had mind control, didn't he? And he could basically say, like, okay, you you go over there, pick up that knife and, like, kill yourself or whatever. And the, the person would be forced to do it uh, through, through the whole mind control thing. And to switch from the Doctor to that, I think, takes some skill and takes some more... Sk- skill that David more than than has he's more than capable of doing that sort of thing but you still got to give him a lot of credit for doing it um from Broadchurch I liked his detective a lot in that he wasn't quite as that wasn't one of his more talkative characters because with the with the Doctor and with Kilgrave I mean especially with Kilgrave because that's like that's a monologue heavy type character type of character that talks quite a lot and I mean his power is to mind control people so he's you know always speaking and telling people what to do so it's very kind of uh he's speaking a lot more in that role with Broadchurch it was more kind of the emotional state of things dealing with the case doing the detective work and uh I mean you don't talk that much when you're at like you know you know when you first kind of get to crime scenes and stuff like you you, you say to your detective like okay we found this and that but you don't like stand there and have a chat necessarily like, like like the like how the likes of Kilgrave or the Doctor would do you know they're two very very chatty characters and uh, again his ability to adapt to all three of those roles was really really excellent um I gotta be honest I don't remember his Harry Potter performance not to say it bad because I would definitely I would never say that about a David Tennant performance until he does one that's bad uh which hasn't happened yet um, but, uh, I, I just, maybe it's my Harry Potter, just memory, I just don't really remember him being in the films, um, I mean, he wasn't one of the more major characters from what I remember, you know, we, you've got, like, Ron, Hermione, and, uh, Harry, I almost forgot the main title character's name, uh, you've got those as, like, the main characters, and, like, you, you remember all those sorts of performances and everything, obviously Dumbledore, and Snape, and Hagrid, and those sorts of characters, but don't remember him as much in, in Harry Potter, but I, I remember, like, glimpses of him in that, and he still did a really, really great performance, so, there's that, uh, like I said, I haven't seen any DuckTales, some of you might be like, <gasps> what the hell, um, hey, maybe when Disney Plus comes here in just under two months, uh, actually, about roughly, exactly, two months almost, uh, the 24th of, uh, March is when it comes out, it's the 23rd of January today, so, uh, two months and Monday, um, when it arrives here, uh, then, then maybe I could check it out as well, plus, you know, it's got David Tennant voicing in it, which pushes me more towards wanting to watch it, so, yeah, some really, really great stuff, that's from, obviously, his, uh, profile and everything, he is currently, he's only 48, and for some, for roles that, like, he's not doing, like, a James Bond, Jack Bauer type of thing, um, that, that sort of stuff, so he's not having to, like, you know, do stunts and things like that, like, the Doctor doesn't really do stunts, does he, or she, yeah, whatever, um, uh, you know, Kilgrave, he wasn't really, it was maybe, like, running after Jessica in certain scenes, but that show's not on anymore anyway, um, DuckTales, obviously, that's just kind of voice work, so he should be fine for that, um, and, uh, what's the other one, I mean, Broadchurch is finished anyway, but, yeah, again, he did some, you know, running after suspects now and again, 
Uh, I think there was like two scenes where he did that. So, yeah, still good for his age. Um, and uh, can't wait to see what he does in the future. Uh, let's um, read a little bit about... Um, so, years active. So, he was born 1971. Years active, I believe that means for his work, 1987. So, just missed out on uh, Back to the Future there, David. Uh, maybe he could have been in that, who knows. Um, yeah, spouse, children, I don't know who these people are, but uh, you've got Georgia, um, Moffat, I don't particularly, oh, it's got a picture of her here, let's see if I can, um, Georgia Elizabeth Tennant is an English actress, she played Detective Inspector Samantha Nixon in um, The Bill, never saw that, so I don't know, she played the Doctor's clone daughter Jenny in the episode uh, Doctor's Daughter, I don't remember that, uh, and uh, Lady Vivian in the show Merlin, I never saw Merlin, so... That's why I wouldn't recognise it. Um, Sandy, his partner, Sandy McDonald. Um, oh, sorry, parent, father. Um, yeah, that's what it's got written down here. Um, Sandy McDonald, uh, Scottish minister. No sort of acting work. Uh, relatives, it's not got too much about them. So, Oh, Peter Davidson is an English actor with many credits in television, dramas and sitcoms. He became famous as... Tristan Farnan in the BBC television adaption of James uh, Herriot's All Creatures Great and Small Stories. His subsequent uh, starring roles included the sitcoms Holding the Fort. It cuts off the sentence, but that's pretty much that. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, I mean, that's pretty much Yeah, Let's go to his... Um, what have we got? To his uh, filmography. That would be good, wouldn't it? Um... It's usually got like a list here on Wikipedia. Let me see if I can scroll and find that. Uh, it's not got one here. It's, it's annoying. Usually it has a, like a little table thing and it says like what, when they did what they did and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean that's that's most of his his big stuff uh, that that he's done. Of course, I'm just trying to scroll through and see if there's anything else here. Um, what else have we got? Uh, yeah, uh, in t in two thousand three, Tennant appeared in Bright Young Things. He began to appear on television more prominent prominently in two thousand four and two thousand five, where he appeared in a, a dramatization of He Knew He Was Right two thousand four, Blackpool two thousand four, Casanova two thousand five, The Quarter Master Experiment two thousand five, and later that same year. He appeared as Barty Crouch Jr. in the film, yeah, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um, Doctor Who returned to British screens in 2005 with Christopher Eccleston uh, playing the role of Ninth Doctor in the first series. Tennant replaced him as a series, second series, um, as of the second series. Yeah, because he only did one season, didn't he, Christopher? Um, yeah, making his first uh, brief appearance as the Tenth Doctor in the episode The Parting of Ways. Because usually they have the regeneration scene, don't they? And then, like, the end of the season is the sort of cliffhanger where uh, they reveal who the, who the new Doctor is, they give him like a little sentence and then they kind of cut off, don't they? So, uh, the parting of ways. Uh, at the end of the regeneration scene, he also appeared uh, in a seven-minute mini-episode uh, shown as part of the uh, oh, Children in Need special appeal. I don't remember seeing that. Um, so there's that. Um, and yeah, just a bunch of stuff about, you know, his Doctor Who stuff here. So, 
yeah, probably one of my favourite actors at the moment. Um, I would be very, very interested to see if he could be in, like, maybe some future DC stuff. Because they're still, let's face it, just early in their movies. I'm not going to go in ahead and talk about the DCEU here too much. But, like, maybe he could play a role there in the future. Um, he could have been maybe, like, a great Riddler or something. Uh, of course, it's, um, is it Colin Firth? It's not Colin Farrell. Colin Firth, I think is uh playing the riddler in the batman at the moment i think i've remembered that correctly um he could be he could be good at something like that or maybe um could he be good as the joker he could maybe i mean if you take Kilgrave right and you just make him a bit more i say a bit more of a psychopath <laughs> Kilgrave's already already pretty pretty mad isn't he um yeah if you took that character and just made it a bit more I don't know what would you need to what would you need to do to David to David Tennant's version of Kilgrave to turn that into the Joker, because um, I'm trying to think of actual differences between the Joker and Kilgrave, and apart from obviously the mind control stuff, because obviously Joker doesn't have any powers, uh, it's more about you know gadgets planning and and whatever that sort of thing, and just you know generally shooting people and having having uh, men around him. Um, what would you need to do to David Tennant's Kilgrave to turn that into the Joker? Uh, I mean, again, David Tennant's more... I, I don't... There isn't a role you could say to me, could David Tennant do this? Unless it's something that's, like, completely opposite to what David Tennant... I, I mean, I don't... I, there, there isn't a role that I could think of to where, like, oh, David Tennant couldn't really do that. Um, like, there isn't one that I could think of, uh, to where you could ask him, like, hey, could, could he do this role, that role? I would just say yes automatically, because I think he's that good. Um... But, uh, yeah, some sort of, like, Riddler, Joker-type performance. Uh, you'd probably get something, obviously, quite different to, well, all the Jokers that, that you've had before. Um, that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I, in terms of superheroes, I don't really know who we could sort of play. Again, I've never really seen him be too sort of, like, I, like in terms of seeing him as, like, Batman or something. Um, sure, again, I think he could do the performance, but, like... What would it look like seeing David Tennant do all like the gliding and the, the grappling and all the fighting and all that sort of thing? It would, it doesn't quite look right in my mind. But again, he could do that role because he's he's, he's good enough to do basically anything uh, in terms of in terms of film roles and stuff. But uh, yeah, there's plenty of slots open for uh, for DC stuff. There's less slots open for Marvel things, but again, I still think he could do most of those roles. Um, yeah, I I think he probably do, could do something in there. So in terms of like future roles and stuff um other than some open dc slots which there probably still is um because again like you couldn't really envision david Tennant as someone like superman necessarily like like if you look at him and like henry cavill or uh even like brandon ralph or whatever david Tennant doesn't look like that does he but like again he could still do the role just, be, just because, like, his acting ability, I think. But, uh, again, that that would look a little bit more weird if, like, David Tennant was flying around as Superman. But, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much most of my thoughts on him. I think he's, again, one of the greatest actors alive at the moment. One of the greatest actors that's, that's ever lived. Um, I really do genuinely believe that. And uh, very excited to see what he does next. And, um... I don't know what that's going to be, but uh, at the moment he's still got, I mean, I haven't seen the second episode of Deadwater Fell, and there's two more after that, so, which, just for those of you that haven't seen it, he's, that's a bit more of an ensemble show, so, as I said about that first episode, he's not really brought out to shine as much, because it's not quite focused on him in the same way that, like, his Broadchurch role, or his Doctor Who role, or his, his Kilgrave role is, is kind of focused on more, but, uh, 
Yeah, um, I mean, the one com- quick comparison I'll make to him and David Jason, I mean, where's David Tennant's knighthood at this point? Um, like, obviously, da- so David Jason's got his, um, David Tennant hasn't yet. He has got the National Television Award, the spe- special recognition, but uh, that's great and everything. But um, I just think David Tennant deserves all the praise. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but what are your thoughts on David Tennant? Do you think he's good? Do you think he's bad? If you think he's bad, I'd love to know why. Uh, I'm not going to, like moan at you but uh you know just just in terms of interesting debate why why do you think he's potentially bad and uh, if you do think he's as good as what i think he is or even if you just think he's good uh what's your favorite role that he's done and what do you think is the best role that he's done uh i'm still going to go with probably uh my favorite role favorite and best i'd probably go with Kilgrave, but uh probably most popular is is doctor so we'll see what uh what he does in the future um yeah, I don't think there's anything else I need to talk about with David Tennant. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about good old uh, Sir David Jason. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, we've got... What have we got here? Uh, Classic Reviews, another episode for that. Season 3, episode 5, which is for uh, The Wire, of course. Um, So yeah, just continuing Classic Reviews. There's one more episode left next week, and... uh, you'll probably you probably already have guessed what that's before but uh yeah check that out next wednesday of course go and listen to my thoughts on season three of the wire tv talk the one that i mentioned earlier talking about titans deadwater fell which is that david Tennant drama that i mentioned uh the deuce and the outsider all spoiler free so don't worry about any spoilers for that but uh talked about those four shows sort of briefly so you can go check that out uh, we also we got uh, United cast talking about Man United losing 2-0 uh, at home to Liverpool, which is nowhere near as bad as the 2-0 loss at home to Burnley. But uh, anyway, and some transfer talk and stuff. Uh, let's play Sundays for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, top 5 best TV show countdowns. Uh, number 5 for 3 and 2 are all out. Number 1 will be out tomorrow for Friday, so go and check out check out uh all of those as well uh chat podcast talking about um december and everything that happened there uh good talk podcast for the good place um season four episode 11 there's just two episodes left of the good place uh the penultimate episode will be tonight for the us and tomorrow for the uk and then next week will be the series finale trailer talk uh me and robert did a little, tra- little trailer talk podcast talking about morbius black widow ghostbusters and a few others as well 
so you can check that out uh gaming talk by the way we didn't do gaming talk yesterday obviously it uh, didn't get released uh we'll be doing that today just a bit of a scheduling issue but we we uh, we will be uh, recording that later today so we'll have a look out for that later but last week's episode we talked about sony not being e3 2020 final fantasy 7 remake and avengers being delayed and a bunch of other stuff as well uh cw superheroes talking about the crisis on infinite earth crossover speaking of superheroes and all that uh, for episodes four and five so the conclusion to crisis on infinite earth and we'll be back soon to talk about the uh, second halves of some of those seasons uh, when they return and that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms uh all right good old sir david jason uh so david john um white uh born 2nd of february 1940 uh, known professionally by his stage name David Jason, is an English actor, uh, comedian, screenwriter, and telev- television producer. He is best known for his role as Derek Delboy Trotter in the BBC comedy series sitcom Only Fools and Horses, which had an episode for this season of Classic Reviews. Uh, Detective Inspector Jack Frost in A, Tro- in a Touch of Frost, uh, Granville in Open All Hours, uh, and Still Open All Hours, and Pop Larkin in the... Darling, Bards of May, <coughs> as well as uh, voicing Mr. Toad in the uh, Will, the sorry, the Wind in the Willows, and the title character of Danger Mouse, uh, and Count uh, Dracula, his last appearance um, as Del Boy was in 2014, while Jason retired uh, as uh, his role as uh, as Frost in 2010. In September 2006, uh, Jason topped the pole. Uh, to find uh, top 50's greatest stars as part of ITV's 50th um, anniversary celebrations. He was knighted in uh, 2005 for services uh, to drama. I imagine it's for like TV drama. Uh, Jason has won four British Academy Television Awards, BAFTAs, uh, that's what that's short for. Uh, 1988, 1991-1973, uh, and four British Comedy Awards, 1990, 1992, 1997, and 2001. And seven television awards, uh, 2006 twice. Um, I don't know quite how that works, but anyway. Uh, 1997, 2001 twice, 2002, and 2011. So certainly has got some recognition to his name. I think we can uh, all agree on that as well. Uh, yeah, as I've said on both Fools and Horses podcasts, I... I I, I can't look at David Tennant's performance, sorry, David Jason's performance as Del Boy and ask for something better. I don't think there's a way you can look at that performance and say, oh, I want him to do a bit better. You know, he's not he's not doing a great role. I don't I don't know how you could look at that role and think that. Um, I think that that's one of the best. Now, uh, as I've as I've said about that performance, it is. One of the more... Now, this isn't taking anything away from that performance. It is one of the more simple performances. But what is so good about that is... When I, when I call that a simple performance in terms of... Just in terms of what Falls and Horses is. In terms of what that character does in the show. Um, it uh, it doesn't require quite something as to where like... Okay, he's not in some sort of like CG suit. Or doing something really elaborate or really crazy. But... I think what makes that performance so good is it only requires something simple from from David Jason because you know it's just this this guy in this council estate who is selling stuff uh, and doing the the wheeler dealer thing but he took that performance to 
miles past the level it even needed to be in terms of like because like low what i mean is that that performance doesn't even require what david jason does but he obviously cares about that role so much you know at, uh, probably still does and cared about it so much at the time to where he could have took his performance down probably quite a few notches and it still would have been amazing um because re- like really think think about the characters in that show think about what that show is about think about what characters do in that show it when you when you look at falls and horses in a in a more basic sense there's not too much there but what what everybody what everybody kind of does in that show is take something that's really really basic in terms of you know again what that show is what the characters are what they all do and they all just take it to such a more interesting place but david jason i don't i do feel in that show just takes the old boy up an extra notch he's just so funny he's so charismatic he connects so well with the rest of the cast he uh, I I don't know what other ways to describe it. He just elevates that role so much to where he di- he didn't even need to do it. And obviously, with all these awards he's received, uh, that clearly clearly shows. And obviously, it's not just for Falls and Horses and things like that. He's probably won some of these other awards for the for the other roles. Uh, again, I haven't finished all the Falls and Horses. I'm still working on doing that and obviously making more. I will obviously be making more classic reviews episodes for that in the future. Uh, Jack Frost in the Touch of Frost. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of that role, and again. Even from the limited amount that I saw and how I saw it and all that sort of thing, which is like bits and pieces, still, uh, still just amazing. He, he it, both him and da- the reason I've picked him and David Tennant today is I've both I've not only never seen them do a bad role, I've never seen them do a good or great role. I've always just seen them put in everything into all the roles that they've done, and. Some actors, like, some actors, let's say you do ten roles in your life, and you're really, really great at six of them, and you're okay at the rest. These two aren't like that. These two guys, um, plus, you know, they're coincidentally both called David, but that's kind of irrelevant. Um, They both are just in a situation where they're clearly both grateful for the roles they've got, because some actors don't care. Some actors really don't, but you look at David Jason, you look at David Tennant, and the roles that they've given, the performance that that they've given, they've always given more than they've needed to, and that just goes to show the commitment, it goes to show the talent, and... Again, with you know knighthoods, awards, uh, special recognition awards, it just really, really shows, and uh, it's really nice to see. And as a viewer, you know, watching these performances that they're given all the all the uh, all the effort to, it just elevates everything they do so much more. Because both of these people, uh, both of these gentlemen, whatever, uh, could take their roles down three or four notches, and it would still be excellent. But they both take everything everything that they, that they do just above excellent in my opinion so um yeah only fools and horses probably the best sitcom of all time at least the best british sitcom of all time probably the best british television show at least of all time um and i've i've you know barely seen kind of half of it or whatever but i don't imagine i i can't look at fools and horses and go okay i've seen three seasons it might get worse, you know. That that's that's just not something that's on my mind. I, I look at that show and everything that's put into it so far, and I just don't see a worse version of that. I mean, you know, you could make a worse version of that show, but for the people that are involved and the talent there, I just don't believe that they would let that happen. And at least from everything that that I've heard about the legacy that that show holds, and from the legacy that you know Nicholas Lindhurst and everybody else is involved in the show, great great work. Um, 
I've never heard a bad thing about David Jason. Never heard about a bad thing about Fools and Horses. Some some people are like, yeah, it's good. I watched it. It was great. That's good. But they you didn't call it bad. You know, I'm talking about. You know, I've never heard anyone say, oh, you know, David Jason's given a bad performance, or you know, oh, Fools and Horses wasn't wasn't great, or whatever. I've never ever heard that. So, yeah, we're we're talking about some really really high caliber talent. Um. Right, so, uh, yeah, David John White, David Jason, of course, so David Jason, 2nd of February 1940, he is currently 79, so he is a bit older than, of course, um, David Tennant. Uh, born in Edmund Mid- Middlesex, uh, England, um, years active, because, of course, that's different to when he was born, uh, 1962 to present. Uh, you're actually a bit early for a Back to the Future, but he was still not in it. Um, notable work, of course, uh, Open All Hours, uh, 1973 to 1985, so finish the year. The Back to Fu- I'm going to stop mentioning Back to the Future. Uh, Porridge, um, 1975 to 1977. Lucky Fella. I'm going to need to watch some of these. I really am going to need to, because given the amount of praise I've just given <laughs> David Jason, I should probably go and watch some other stuff that he's done as well. I uh, like Touch of Frost. T- Touch of Frost. Um, I'm going to be honest. I've I've spoken to people about open all hours and about uh, still open all hours. I don't know what they are, <laughs> uh, and I know that's, that's a bit embarrassing to kind of admit. But apparently, it's basically where um, it's not Del Boy, but it's David Jason in a similar role, but he's like working at this shop or something. Um, now I've heard of. Um, or was it Rock and Chips, which had um, James Buckley from The Inbetweeners? I think he was playing a young Del Boy, or something like that. Uh, of course, that's a bit different. That's a. I think that's was that supposed to be like a prequel, or something to Falls Norses? I'm not really sure, but uh, I, I remember seeing parts of that. But with, with the still open all hours, no pull not all hours. Um, I probably should go and watch them, and they could be another addition to classic reviews. I don't know, but uh, Lucky Fella, not really heard of that. Um, the Darling Buds of May, we've already talked about that, and A Touch of Frost, of course, which ran for eight years, uh, at least from 1992 to, uh, 2010, so, yeah, uh, partner, May, Fangler, I can't say that name, uh, Talog, um, 1977, died in 1995, um, Gil it says M at the end married, uh, 2005. It doesn't say to present, but I'm going to assume it is. Uh, relative's brother, Arthur White. Um, Arthur White is an English stage and screen actor best known for his occasional role as police archivist uh, Ernie Trigg in the crime um, drama Touch Frost. Also, he was in that as well. Okay, Alongside his royal life younger brother, uh, David Jason. His parents were Arthur R. White and Olwen uh, Jones. Uh, he and his brother it cuts off there um yeah so that's kind of david jason um again two of these you know some of the best british actors we've ever seen i can't wait to see what uh david jason's done in some of these other roles so obviously i have seen a lot more of david Tennant's stuff than what i have of david jason's but you know Broadchurch church comes along kilgrave uh, kilgrave jessica jones comes along and it's more it was you know released you know more more during my lifetime than 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 some of this other stuff um you know, uh, as opposed to, you know, open all hours and things like that. I think what I'll probably do, uh, so open all hours, let's just see what this says here, because I've said that I'm a bit, a bit confused about what it kind of is. Open all hours is a British television sitcom created and written by Roy Clark for the BBC. It ran for 26 episodes in four series, which isn't a lot, but it's very, as a very British thing to do, which premiered in 19... 19- 
pilot broadcast in Ronnie's Barker's uh, comedy anthology, anthology series. So, uh, I'll see what all that's about as well um, in the future. Only Fools and Horses, of course, talked about that before. Um, just absolutely brilliant. Uh, Only Fools and Horses is, is, of course, a British television sitcom created and written by John Sullivan. Seven series were originally broadcast on BBC One in, in the United Kingdom from 1981 to 1991 with 16 uh, sporadic Christmas specials aired until the uh, end of the show in 2003 uh, that's usually shown on like Comedy Gold and places like that So, but I've, I've talked about that already on the uh, on the Fools and Horses podcast so um, yeah I don't know what else to really say about David Jason necessarily so uh, talked about talked about his honours talked about his roles talked extensively of course about uh, Del Boy can't wait to see more Fools and Horses I've still got more of that to watch of course uh, so we'll see how all that goes but um yeah, what is your favourite role that David Jason's done? If you asked probably, if you asked 200 people, which would be a lot of people, 90% of them are probably going to say Fools and Horses. And it's not like David Chase, David Jason is this guy who just went and did one good role and then just never did anything again. Um, yes, he like really obviously made a massive name for himself from Fools and Horses. At least that's what I most kind of know, know him for and that's what it's got written here as well. Most people probably agree with that. Um... I, and again, not only do I think that's probably his best performance, even though I haven't seen some of his others, um, it's probably one of the best performances I've seen. And again, for such a basic role, where because all he's doing is playing a wheeler dealer guy in Britain, um, you know that that sort of character, that sort of person, can be seen as really, really basic, but he just elevates it and makes it so much more interesting. So. Um, yeah, what's your favourite role David Jason's done? What's your favourite, uh, yeah, what do you think he's done the best? Um, and, um, hopefully we see him in some more bits and pieces before he, uh, I don't know, is he, I don't know if he's, like, fully retired or whatever, but, because uh, it says he is active, 1962 to present, so, uh, he's still doing, I, I guess now he'd probably do be doing more, like, producer stuff and things like that, so, we shall see, but, uh, we will, of course, always remember him probably fills horses and uh i've still got to finish it so i will do that at some point but um here's a more interesting question who do you th- who do you like more out of dave jason and david tennant and who do you- and who do you think is better i think in terms of the better discussion uh, even a gun to my head i don't know who i would pick i would maybe i mean they're so they're both so good uh cause if, if i if i'm bringing up the whole gun to my head thing because I've seen I've seen more of David Tennant, so it's not fair to just say him because I've seen more of him. Um, both of these are very very capable. Like I've stressed multiple times, um, I've only properly seen the one thing that David Jason's done, which is really Del Boy. Um, I don't know who's the my favorite. I do think I like maybe David Tennant more, but pod, but like edging it by zero point zero one percent probably better actor. Gosh, that's really hard to pick between. Because I'm thinking about, like, you know, Broadchurch and all that. And everything that both of them have done. And um, better performance. I really, really do like David Jason as Del Boy. I really just think he brings something. You, again, you, you didn't even need to that role. Um, I think I'd have to go with David Jason. But, like, again, 0.01%. I think they're both really, really close in terms of my favorite and the best so uh but what do you think who's your favorite who's the best i know it's a very very difficult question and uh let's be honest we're lucky to have both of these men uh in the entertainment industry 
and uh, we'll see um, what they both do in the future. So there's that, and of course I've got to go. Hey, I've got I've got to go and watch more of both of them. So I've still got lots of that to enjoy. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much that for this episode of uh, Actor and Actress Spotlight. Um, very very good one. I'm really glad I picked these two uh, really excellent uh, gentlemen. And um, yeah, there we go. So uh, you can let me know, of course, all those thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, who you like more, who you think is better. Better. Uh, Matthew at Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter e Talk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, you can of course find all the content that we've got on Entertainment Talk dot org. If you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk. We're on Patreon. Please check out the one dollar and three dollar level tiers. Uh, yeah, like I said, look out for gaming talk later today. Look out for uh, some other stuff we're doing later on in the week. And there is one thing that we're doing that none of you know about. So uh, have a look out for that tomorrow. That's all I'll say about that. So. We shall see uh, what uh, happens with everything. But uh, yeah, of course, entertainmenttalk.org, all that sort of stuff. Go and check out everything else that we have done. Uh, yes, Patreon, I've already mentioned that. Amazon affiliate link. If you want to support uh, the, the podcast, of course, Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We'll get a small cut of what you spend. It won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review, and subscribe to those. Word of mouth, please do tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website in the iTunes feeds. If you see people talking about TV, video games, films, or wanting the glazers out of Main United, whatever the situation is, uh, tell them about all the content that we've got, all the content that they're at least talking about. So uh, please do that as well. Um, social media, of course, powerful thing. Uh, please share them on Facebook and Twitter, and if you're allowed to, put them in different Facebook groups. Last thing, video games. If you want to watch us play different video games, me and David stream on Twitch, or it streams on Mixer. Uh, and look out for Let's Play Sundays as well. Don't know what I'm doing with Model Morphin Mondays. I can't actually play the game at the moment. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.